Thank you for downloading this podcast from Awakening Church. Wherever you are right now in this room, because nobody's looking around, I just want you to stand right where you are. And I feel like that we need to just break an orphan spirit. I heard the Lord say that until we settle the issue of paternity, we will always live in the wrong family. God wants us to know that we were created in the image of God, created in our original intent. Thank you for standing, those of you who are standing. Anybody else? Father, in the name of Jesus right now, we break an orphan spirit. Come on, somebody help me. Come into agreement with that somebody right now. There's a man in this room right now that's coming to agreement with me on that. Father, in the name of Jesus, I say right now, God, we break that orphan spirit off of every man and woman that's in this room right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we say that we will let the response of our heart to the glory of God, we will let the response of our heart be one of authentic surrender. God, uh, he said, I beseech you by the mercies of God, Father, Father, every one of us have had mercy after mercy after mercy after mercy after mercy after mercy given to us. Have we had trouble? Yes. Have we had problems? Yes. Have we had disappointment? Yes. Have we had loss? Yes. Have we had abuse? Yes. Have we had pain? Yes. But the mercy of God has been extended to us over and over and over and over and over again. And today, God, we say I'm no longer a victim. I'm not a victim of my past. I'm not a victim of my parents. I'm not a victim of my heritage. I'm not a victim of my skin color. I'm not a victim of my economic background. I'm not a victim of the neighborhood I grew up in. I'm not a victim of my education. I'm not a victim, but I declare today that in Jesus' name, I am a victor in Christ Jesus. And I say the victory is mine, and my breakthrough is mine, and I have purpose, and I have destiny, and I have meaning, and I have reason, and I have gifts, and I have anointing, and I have family and I have church and I have a word and I have a word and I have a word and I have a word. I have a word for my healing. I've got a word for my deliverance. I've got a word for my breakthrough. I've got a word for my destiny. I've got a word for mercy. I've got a word for healing. I've got a word. I've got a word in my life and I will say yes. I break right now the chains of my past. Come on everybody stand with me right now. Father we break the chains of our past. And we say, God, we're, come on, somebody help me pray. God, right now we step into our future. And God, we say right now, Awakening Church is stepping into our future. And we say, Father, this is a house of revival. We say that this is a house of awakening. It's not a house with a title for awakening, but it is a house of awakening. We pray for supernatural outpouring of the Spirit of God. We pray for services to be overtaken by the presence of God. We pray for glory upon glory upon glory upon glory. Father, we say right now, we open up those back doors. Somebody run all the way back there to those doors and hold that back door open. And Father, we're going to open up the door to the orphans. We're going to open up the door to the broken. We're going to open up the doors to the hurting. We're going to open up the doors to the wounded. We're going to open up the doors to the disenfranchised. We're going to open up the doors to those that are deceived. We're going to open up the doors to those that are deceived. 
grieved. We're going to open up the doors to those that are depressed. We're going to open up the doors to those that have are, are disillusioned. We're going to open up the doors to, to those that have no future. We're going to open up the doors to those that feel trapped by their minds and they believe the lie. And we're going to say, welcome into the house of God. Welcome to Awakening Church where you will be awakened to your ultimate original intent and design and purpose of God in your life. So, Father, we break the chains. Come on, somebody help me right now. God, I break the chains of every disappointment upon this house. I break the chains of every leader that has wounded the heart. God, I pray right now that you would break the chain, break the chain, break the chain, break the chain. I say today you are no longer a victim. I say you're not a victim of your past. I say you're not a victim of your neighborhood. I say you're not a victim of your abuser. I say you're not a victim of your color or your finances or your money. I say greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I say right now in the name of Jesus, I'm no longer going to believe the lie. Go ahead and begin to call your name out like I do mine. And I say I, Ricky, will no longer believe the lie of the enemy over me. Come on, declare that over your life. Call your name out. Say, God, I'm not going to believe the lie anymore. I'm not going to be complicit with a lie. In my, I'm not going to commit a crime against my own destiny by believing something that the enemy or somebody else has said about me. I say today that I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm restored, I'm renewed, I'm revived, my heart is on fire, I'm a winner and not a loser, I'm ahead and not the tail, I'm the first and not the last. And I say now, in the name of Jesus, release this house, release these men and women into the destiny and the purpose of God. We break the chains of the past. We, we say, God, deliver us from the complicity, com the complicity, God, that we've come into agreement with every lie against us. And we say now, Father, catapult these men and women into their destiny, into their future in the name of Jesus. And we bind every mental disorder. God, I can't not get away from that. God, I bind every mental disorder. I bind confusion in the mind. <sighs> Father, I release the peace of God that comes when our minds are stayed on him. So, God, we release that in the name of Jesus. We release peace over your life, peace over your past. We release promise over your present, and we release the power of God over your future. In the name of Jesus. Right. So, Father, we say revival's coming to awakening. We say revival's coming to Louisville. God, we say that we will not, we will not tolerate a delay anymore. But we will allow our hearts to press in more and more and more and more. And we will declare what you have begun. You will bring the completion. You will bring the purpose and past in our life. Hey, turn to somebody right now and say, you're no longer a victim. Turn them, say, you, just tell them, say, you're not a victim. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. Look them right in the eye and tell them, say, you're not a victim. Just tell them, tell them, say, you're not a victim, man. You're not a victim. Everybody in this room needs to be told, you're not a victim. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. Wow. Wow. I was just sitting here reading uh, 
Romans 12 in the Passion Translation. To our past. At the beginning of this year, Jennifer and I felt like really the Lord is ministering through her for us and our family and our ministry and our lives and our friends that God began to say that this year he was going to begin to renew the mind. He was going to begin to renew the mind. And, and, and we've been processing that together all year long, and we've been studying the scripture and studying a good book by Dr. Caroline Leaf entitled Switch On Your Brain. And in that process, we begin to learn that if we're not careful, we fall into this negative, dark mindset that I'm a victim. I'm a victim. I'm a victim of how I grew up. I'm a victim of my neighborhood. I'm a victim of word curses by others. I'm a victim to my genealogical tree. I'm a victim of the mothers and fathers who've gone before me. I'm a victim of the abuse. I'm a victim of the words. I'm a victim of the anger. I'm a victim of my culture. I'm a victim of, I'm a victim. And if I'm not careful, I fall into this victim mindset and this morning early and and when I awakened I just got up and I went to the little desk in our room and I just began to write in my journal not thinking about what I was going to minister today but just processing where I was in my own life but I heard the Lord say he's going to begin to break the chains off of someone's past today. Break those chains. Break those chains. And I begin to say, God, how will you do that? And he took me to Romans chapter 10 and he began to say to me through that chapter and the whole, the whole thesis, if you will, the underlying thought of the chapter is it is the word of faith. It is the word of faith that brings salvation. It's the word of faith that brings hope. It's the word of faith that brings conviction. It's the word of faith that brings courage. It's the word of faith that allows us to believe again that maybe what God is doing right now is birthing something so radically brand new in my life that maybe my life will never be the same after this moment. And, and, and I begin to say, God, I want that in my life. And, and, I, and, I, and I read through that chapter and then, then like I couldn't stop and I get into chapter 11 and in chapter 11, the, the, uh, again, and, and I know I've already said this a couple times, but it had absolutely nothing to do with what I felt like I would minister today. It was, it was as though that the Holy Spirit was prompting my own mind and now I believe he was preparing me for this moment. He wasn't preparing me for what I would preach. He would prepare me for my own encounter, for my own life, that we might together in this moment come into the heaviness of his glory, come into the kabar of his glory, that we might feel the weightiness of his glory, that somehow we might understand that we're not just gathered in a, in a room, but we're gathered in the presence of God. And he's come to bring meaning and help and deliverance to our lives. And, and he's come to add purpose and he's come to give direction. And, and I, I, I read through 
through chapter 10. And God said, I'm going to break the chains loose. And, and then I got into chapter 11 and it was even, it was even weirder, I suppose, to be honest with you, because I heard the Lord say, look, I'm going to begin to deliver people who have become complicit to their own present. And I begin to say, God, I, I don't even, I'm not even sure I know what the word complicit means. So I had to look it up in the dictionary this morning. And the word complicit means I come into agreement to commit a crime. It's someone that is complicit in a crime is someone who has knowledge of the crime and and willingly became a participant of the crime. And this morning I heard the Lord say, and I just wrote it in my journal for my own life, for my own journal, but I heard the Lord say that, that he was going to begin to deliver us from being complicit in our own present. And I began to say, God, what does that mean? And I felt like the Lord said that when, when we allow our minds to come into agreement with a lie about who we are or what we're capable of or our value or the fact that God made me. God made me the way I am. God made you the way you are. Nothing about your life is an accident. Your DNA is not an accident. Your neighborhood was not an accident. Your mother was not an accident. Your father was not an accident. The order of your life was not an accident. The events of your life were not an accident. They were not an accident. They simply were not an accident. But what happens is sometimes when we come into this, when we come into this victim mindset, if we're not careful, we become complicit to the crime of our, of our false identity. You know what we begin to believe about ourselves? We begin to believe we deserved the abuse. We become, a com we become complicit with the abuse. Yeah. Begin to say, maybe I deserved it. Or we become complicit with the words that have been spoken against us or the curses or we say, you know, maybe I am stupid. Maybe I'm never going to amount to anything. Maybe, maybe I don't have a future. Maybe I can't keep a job. Maybe I can't make money. Maybe I'm not a good mother. Maybe I'm not a good father. Maybe I'm not a good son. Maybe I'm, maybe I, maybe I can't be a Christian. Maybe I can't be delivered. Maybe I can't be healed. Maybe I can't encounter him. And if we're not careful, we take the lie of the enemy declared against us through a myriad of ways and we begin to come into agreement with that lie. And when we come into the agreement with a lie, we become complicit in declaring over our lives the crime of a mistaken identity. And so I begin to write in my journal this morning. I begin to say, God, what is the word that you have for us today? I, I didn't know Pastor Ryan was going to begin to lead us and transition out of worship and release that word. And I, and I didn't know that Pastor Rebecca was going to get up and begin to minister about the mind and about mental illness and about, about all of those things, those generational curses of the mind. 
I, I didn't know any of that this morning when I was still sitting at the motel and the Spirit of God takes me into chapter 10 and he takes me into chapter 11 and he begins to say, I'm going to break the chains off of the past. Wouldn't that be amazing? I'm going to break the chains off of the past and then I'm going to deliver you from being complicit, one in agreement with a crime against me. My father was an alcoholic. My father died at age 40. My father was a whoremonger. My father was never faithful. My father was not a provider. We had people at the church that told my mother that her sons would turn out to be just like their father. And if I'm not careful, there's always that tendency in us to come into agreement with the worst thing ever spoken over us. But the Lord said this morning early, he's going to begin to touch the mind. He's going to begin to restore the mind. And he's going to begin to deliver us from being complicit in agreement. It's a negative thing about us. What has Louisville come into agreement about, about, our, about itself? What are we believing for Louisville? What, am I, what are we believing for Awakening Church? What am I believing for my family? What am I believing? Am I believing the lie or am I believing the truth? What do I believe about God? Do I really believe that he desires to enter a room like this and saturate this place with his glory so that we feel driven to the floor and suddenly we don't care what happens and we hear crying and wailing throughout the room and we say, God, what are you doing? And we aren't really sure what he's doing, but it's like we just want you to come and touch the hearts of your people and deliver us. Deliver us from the chains of our past. Deliver us from being a complicit in the crime of the lies decreed against us. I had no choice, neither did you. When you would be born, I had no choice where I would be born. I had no choice of whether I'd be a man or a woman. I had no choice whether I'd be black or white or yellow or any other, a brown. I, I had no choice and neither did you. But what we do know is that God declares in his word that we were fearfully and we were wonderfully made. And we were made not to live under the dominating hand of a lie declared against us, but we were, we were created to live in the dynamic reality, as Pastor was talking about a moment ago, of the original intent. And the original intent was that we might be free and healthy and strong and full of purpose and full of vision and full of creativity and full of the anointing of God to live life to its absolute fullest. And this morning early, I felt like God said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deliver people from the lie, from the lie that they've come to believe about themselves that I'm not valuable, that I'm not worthy, that I'm worthless, that I have no talent, that nobody cares, that my future will be the same as what my past. What if those lies that we've come to believe could be broken off of us? 
What if our minds could be freed? And this morning, I, I promise you, I, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, God, I, I couldn't find any place to stop reading in chapter 11. And here was the amazing part. At the end of the chapter, the, the Lord begins to give us the picture of, of uh, well, here's what God says. He says, there was a time in your life when you were disobedient, but there were some in your life who because of the mercy of God were being obedient even while you were being disobedient. And even in your disobedience, God rained mercy upon you because there were people around you who were being obedient. And then he says, and now that you are obedient, God is raining mercy on others around you who are disobedient. And I begin to say, God, what are you saying in that passage? It's really kind of an interesting couple of verses. The scripture, if you study it, it gives us this idea that God casts this huge net and he pulls in this great net of fish, but the net are men and women. And inside of that net, there are some that are obedient and there are some that are disobedient. But the ones that are obedient in the net... Because of their obedience, God is raining mercy over all of those that are disobedient. And at the end of that chapter, the Lord just began to say, look, I'm, 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 I'm going to deliver those from the complicit lies of the enemy. I'm going to bring them into the delivery. And I begin to say, God, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do it? I, 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 how do you do that? It was early in the morning. I, I woke up with all these things on my mind. And I go, just get straight up, go straight to the little desk, sit down, take out my journal, and start writing. And this is where the Holy Spirit was ministering to me. You know why? You know why? Because there have been times in my life I've been chained to my past. You know why? There have been times I've been complicit with the lies spoken over my life. I believe the lies that others have said about me. I believe the lies my own father said about me. I believe the lies that I come to believe and declare over myself. Nobody's ever lied to me more than I have. <laughs> Chances are in your life, nobody's ever lied to you more than you've lied to you about your worth, about your value, about your beauty, about your talent, about your whatever it is. You, you understand what I'm saying? I became very effective at lying to myself and believing my own lie and believing that, that my future was limited and my past was, and I could never get beyond whatever it was. I don't know if I'm making sense or not. And I was like, God, you're going to deliver us from that complicity with our worst. And then these guys get up and begin to prophesy. And I begin to say, okay, God, here comes that word of faith from chapter 10. And then she begins to go into the mind. When's the last time you've been in a service and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, a, a, a man or woman under the anointing of God steps up and begins to address mental illness. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? And I'm sitting there the whole time with my head in my hand saying, God, you were ministering to me this morning about the mind. Now, I know we've been studying about the mind. And one of the things Dr. Leaf, who's a 
PhD neuroscientist and a spirit-filled believer and a powerful woman of God. But one of the things that she says that we're not a victim to what we've come to believe. You're not a victim of your DNA. You're not a victim of your DNA. I'm not a victim of the lies that have been spoken over me by anybody else or by myself. I'm not a victim. But this morning the Lord said, I'm, I'm going I'm to bring people from being a victim to be a victor. You don't have to be a victim to your DNA. You can be a victor in Christ Jesus. And I begin to say, God, how do we do that? How do I do that? Not, not looking for something to preach, looking for my own journey. And I come out of chapter 11 and I go right into chapter 12. And what does he say immediately after that? He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. And guess what? The mercies that he speaks of there begins actually in chapter 8. And it runs, it's like a mighty river runs through chapter 10, chapter 11, and chapter 12. And on the platform of mercy, God begins to raise up a generation of men and women who have been delivered from the chains of our past. We've been set free from the complicity of the lie. And we begin to be brought into the beauty of our destiny. And so we begin to realize that our language or our dialect or our culture or our neighborhood or the color of our skin or our educational background, all of that begins to fade away in the glory of his presence. And suddenly we begin to realize he's brought us together for a reason, for a purpose, that you and I might be a people that become a household, a dwelling place of the magnificent glory of God, that a move of God, that a revival, that awakening could begin within us. And as it begins within us, we, we learn not to recite a sermon, but we learn to rejoice in the intimacy of his glory. And we allow God to begin to change my mind. Listen, let me just tell you this. If he can change your mind, he'll change your heart like that. Yes. You cannot change your mind without your heart changing. You cannot change your mind without your body changing. You cannot change your mind without your attitude changing. You cannot change your mind without your talents changing, without your perspective changing. And we can be delivered from a victim mindset and be brought into the understanding that in Christ we are victors. We are healed. We are delivered from those generational curses. We are restored to that original intent to say, God, I am everything you've made me to be. And he says, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I tell you this morning, by the time I got to the end of chapter, uh, verse 2 of Romans 12, I begin to say, God, what you begin in chapter 10, you're bringing to pass here because I begin to realize the way, and I'm, I'm talking about Ricky, this was, this was for me, it wasn't for you. So I'm not, I'm not challenging you to a journey that the Spirit of God's not dealing with me on. But God began to say to me, Ricky, you've been chained to your past and some things I'm going to deliver you from. Come on, somebody. Why? He wants to restore the original intent. Why? Because my mind has been clouded and confused and I've told my, I've lied to myself all of my lifetime. So how did I get out of that, man? How did I get out of that? 
I love that when he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable, it's just reasonable. If you look that phrase up, look that word up, it literally is a word used for new Christians as newborn babes desiring the milk of the word. So me presenting myself holy and acceptable unto God is as natural as a newborn baby desiring milk and nourishment, as a new believer desires the word, as an infant child desires the nurturing of the milk so it is reasonable, it's desirable to present myself afresh to him. And so when all of this was going on, suddenly what I felt like I was going to minister this morning no longer mattered at all. And suddenly I felt like that the Holy Spirit was taking what he ministered to me earlier today and he began to apply it to my life through the prophetic words of our pastors who begin to say original intent and healing and back pain. And is it better? Thank God. Let's give him glory. God's healing. And then mental disorder, generational curse, confusion. And I'm sitting there thinking, God, I don't know what you're doing right now but I present myself to you afresh because like an infant, I desire your touch on my life. I don't know. So look. Look here. There may be a genius in this room, but if there is, it ain't me. But I'm not, I'm not. I tell you what I am. I am aware enough to know when God enters the room. And when he enters the room, suddenly it's then we become more vulnerable it's then we become more responsive. It's then I just had to find a place on the floor and just say, God. So if there's somebody here this morning, you feel like you've been a victim or you've embraced this mindset. You're a victim to your, you're a victim to consequences over which you had no control. Think about that for a moment. How hellish the prison to feel imprisoned by something I had no control over. Why not shift from being victim to victor? Shifting back to that original intent of becoming 
by faith what God has called us to become. Amen. If there's if anybody in this room, you just kind of been chained to an old past, an old man, an old way, an old mindset. It's it's time to lay that thing down. Say, so you know what? I'm gonna ask God to renew my mind. God didn't give me the word about them. That mental illness and the mind and the confusion and the generational stuff. Man, I don't know about y'all, but I, you look at some branches of my family, I came from a long line of crazy people. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, God works in all of it to perfect what concerns me. Amen? How different would Louisville look if God could begin to lift off of her that, that victim mindset? How, how different would the inner city look? How different would our schools look? How different would our families look if God just began to deliver us from that victim mindset? How healthy would it be to begin to look in the mirror and rejoice totally in who God made you to be? Unchained from the past, delivered from the complicity of the crime of lies against me and coming into the fullness of what God made me to be. Wow. Hey, uh, everybody just pray with me for a moment and heads are bowed and eyes are closed. And I want to pray right now that the Spirit of God will break an orphan spirit off. An orphan spirit. If there's anybody here that's felt rejected, abandoned, isolated, forgotten, overlooked. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast from Awakening Church. You can find us online at awakeningky.com.